0: Let's get it. All right, welcome everybody to another episode of Twenty One Going On Seventy Seven. I am one half for the dynamic duo, your boy Dwight at five one seven two two one four. Joined again as I am every week by the young prodigy, the brains of the operation, um, my homie Young SJ at SJ Basketball Eight. SJ, how you feeling this beautiful Friday?
1: Even honestly i'm not gonna lie i wish i could say i was doing better given um the news that we got today but it's still a great day um it is the one year anniversary i guess of 21 going on 77 so that's always a good day
0: yeah one year ago today we dropped first episode episode zero
1: yes sir so um thank you to everyone that has been listening and supporting um especially the latest episode it's been doing like streaming well so thankful to everyone that is listening and will keep listening in the future
0: yeah man um shout out to i think what we're, we're assuming because we basically had our homies jazz rollo and uh jose basically run a goddamn promo space for us <laughs> yeah and then i'd argue the biggest move since the kp trade happened while the space was running and I just think that like when I say this is our most listened to episode, it's not close. It it you could damn near add up two and three together, and it damn near don't equal this last episode. So thankful, we really, I, you know, we really, really thankful to, you know, Jazz, Rolo, and Jose, thankful to Bibbs, the the people been giving us love, our, our family in the little mass Twitter universe. And it's been helping us uh from a broadening our audience standpoint. And you know, we love those people if no matter what happened, but they actually helped us out and that's why they family and you know uh we hope to be able to give them I think we've had everybody on the pod, ain't, ain't we? have been on a pod? Every I know Jazz is on here. I don't think we had Jose and Rolo yet. Not
1: nah, yeah, we gotta get them the invite.
0: Yeah, we, we we gotta get them on. So um Thank y'all. Again, we gave y'all all you all flowers at the end, but goddamn, y'all shit, damn near doubled our audience with the space. So shout out to y'all. Um, so all right, the draft. The 22, 2022 NBA draft was last night. Um some interesting picks happened. You know, the Mavs actually got bought a pick, got a dude that was highly drafted. Uh, well highly regarded um, before I guess last year and Jaden Harvey and some other shit happened. We got some potentially bad news about, you know, our boy Jalen Brunson. But we're gonna get into it, you know, we gonna you know we're gonna get talk about that shit on the back end. On the front end, we just gonna talk about the draft and like the the NBA as a whole so as a who who's drafted you like you all know what i'm gonna say but i want to hear from the brains of the operation first before i get my shit off
1: yes yeah, so um yeah the draft came and went um we got back into the draft i won't include the mavericks in this discussion since we will talk about our draft in more detail but um man i loved what detroit did man i because even if they um don't get eight, they still set themselves up with a building block center in Duran. Mm. Um, I liked him a lot. Um, I did too. Out the draft, I, I thought he was, I for sure thought he was, um, he wouldn't make it past the top 10. I thought the Spurs were gonna snag him at nine. Um, but obviously, they went a different direction. Um, not saying the guy that they got from England, um, he's a stud too, so I'm sure he's gonna be fine for them too, but I thought, um, they would have targeted Jalen since they needed a center. Well, they don't need a center, quote-unquote, because Porto is there, but we don't know what they're going to do with him. But regardless, Detroit, they got Ivy, who to me, he's one of the top three prospects in the draft. I'm not huge on Chet. Um, so I have Chet, like, four. But um, Jaden Ivy, I'm a huge fan. Him and Cade, that's going to be nasty. And if they can get Aiton, and then you know they're probably gonna still have Sadiq Bay. That's nasty. That's a nasty core to um you know grow with. So I like what Detroit did a lot. Houston um they had a nice draft too. Obviously their you know top of their board kind of blew up. I that surprised me. I'm not gonna lie because I just thought um I believe that um Bankera was the best in the draft. Um remember when the mask stunk? I had that whole tank for. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> that's checking that. for Paulo um campaign because I he was the guy to me. So I was um I was confused to be honest when um like the when the draft first got announced, all that and then Jabari was said to be the Magic's pick. I was like, hmm, that's interesting because I had Jabari as um the second best prospect. Um but still regardless um I think the magic got the best player in the draft probably not the highest upside um you'd think that Jabari probably Jabari or Chet has a higher upside but Mancaro is the best prospect right now so like what you know Houston did too they got a couple um they had a couple front first round picks so they had um I know a Mavs fave that, that people wanted us to maybe snag if he fell Tari um, Eason mm-hmm. he went to Rockets he's pretty solid they got Tai Tai Washington too but with the Rockets, I'm – and OKC kind of has this problem too. OKC's draft wasn't too bad either, but I'm concerned that, like, obviously you're just getting talent at this point. You're just filling your roster with talent. But at some point, some of these players have to fit. You know what I mean? And, you know, Jabari, Jabari Smith Jr., he's, a, he's he's not who I'm talking about. He's a great fit in Houston, especially next to um, Prince Shingun. Oh, my goodness. I, I'm going to watch a lot of Rockets games because I'm intrigued in that big man kind of duo. Um, especially since they traded Christian Wood to us so you know uh, what's his name um, Sangoon, he's um, pretty much free to do what he pleases at the center position but um, they just have a lot of guys the OKC especially that just need the ball or they they need the ball to develop which is why I'm a, not, I am ai will not say concerned is the word but I'm curious to see what what happens with Shea Gilgis Alexander because I don't think he's going like I know they say they're trying to build around him and he's the guy all that I see them trading him maybe not this year um, or anything like that. But next offseason, I could see them trading him and um, resetting their timeline, um, you know, to just have rookie scale contracts because Shay's great. But like, what are you really doing at this point? Because I don't think they're rebuilding around him at this point. They're they're just rebuilding in general and there's a difference because when you're rebuilding in general you're just getting talent to get talent building around him they're not picking players that are oh okay this person is going to be great for chase skill set or this person like they're not doing it like that so like um even him and giddy they play well together but they're not like seamless fit um chet he's a big so it is different but all these other players that they're drafting that need the ball to develop it's I, I'm not sure how it's gonna look is my concern with those two teams in particular. But we'll see. Um and I mean I loved our draft. Like I said, I won't include the Mavericks too much. But I think um overall the Pistons, you know, were just a huge winner off rip. I mean, anyone in the top four, um, got a stud i mean the kings i forgot ivy didn't really go top four the Kings. Here, here's the thing i'm not shitting on keegan murray he's probably he's gonna contribute right away all that but the kings did a king's thing where it's like why would you pick in there like you could you know what i mean like you could have and i know they probably probably it's easier said than done they wanted to trade down like i'm you know that that's not the issue but it's like damn you really like went for it at four and everyone i saw the joke where it's like um the Kings are gonna get, um, or Jaden ivy is gonna be a Hall of Famer because the Kings passed on oh, him right, right, right. <laughs> and that's hilarious. But it's true. I think Keegan helps you now, but it's like, damn, you really just had the fourth pick and you passed on a, a dude that is gonna have tr- insane upside, but you kind of had to because hey you just picked a point guard in fucking like three straight drafts so you couldn't do it again because the last time he picked a point guard even though he was good the point guard you picked before him was getting salty and like the kings are some mess so we'll that's that's that but i'm i'm sure keegan i hope you you know don't lose your heart in sacramento young man um but other than that i in terms of steals and all that i mean the I like what the Pelicans did too. The Pelicans low key came out because they had a vision. I think that's where um you start to see where I mean the difference between just rebuilding in general and now you're rebuilding around someone because the Pelicans now they have you know they had a, a top eight pick and they picked Dyson Daniels who was great who was projected around that spot anyway. But now you're seeing that they're clearly building for fit. They're you're building for you know people around Zion around um Bi. And that kid, I mean, six, I like, I don't know if y'all know this, but my, like, not ideal, but one of my favorite player-like archetypes is the big wings, like the big passing, guards, big guards. I love big guards. So he's a big guard. He's like 6'8", um, could pass real well, could defend. I think he's probably the best defender in the draft or one of the best defenders in the draft. Um, So the Pelicans are set up nice. And they got... um another Mavs Twitter fave and EJ Liddell um they got him too and I don't think he's gonna get minutes um like off rip but still that's a guy that um he should be able to contribute so if they have injury you know stuff going on and they probably will with Zion you know he's not gonna play all 82 BI definitely not gonna play all 82 um so they have guys that you can slot in they have depth the Pelicans are gonna be nice they're gonna be nice um but again, you have to see it on the court and you have to see how Zion fits with all that crew. But um, yeah, those are my like huge like winners. Like, um, I guess this is a weird word to use since we won't know who's who really won or lost until we see these that guy, these guys play. But I think overall, um, I think the Knicks in terms of like losers, then I don't want to call the Knicks a loser because they clearly had a plan. But they would definitely lose if, you know, Jalen Brunson resigns, And we can get into that later. But they, I think the consensus was that they had the weirdest draft night out of um, everyone, especially since a lot of the rumors were like, oh, they're going to trade up for Ivy or, you know, all this. And Charlotte, um, they picked Mark Williams over Jalen Um That surprised me as well. I didn't expect that because I do believe um, Jalen Duran is, J- is better than Mark Williams. And Mark Williams, he has a big – like, Jalen Duran is more fluid, and I feel better about him translating to the NBA than Mark Williams. Mark – I don't want to put bust potential, especially on a guy that we just – like, just got drafted yesterday, so I'm not going to call him a bust. But mm, he's he has more bust potential than a Jalen Duran, so I was surprised Charlotte went that route. Um, but, yeah, those were my draft notes. Um, but, yeah.
0: What about you? Um, So I, as a 39-year-old man, I feel comfortable letting y'all know my age now, who has a full-time job, a wife and two kids. As you get older, you start having to let certain things go, right? So college basketball and draft prep for the NFL and the NBA was one of those things that fell by the wayside. So I'm going to keep it real. I only pay attention to uh, the college basketball tournament. And I pay attention to who Mavs Twitter tell me we should be looking at for uh, our pick. So I watch Jay Nive dominate. I watch uh, Paulo Banjero. The one game I watched him in the tournament, he had a really, really good game. So... I don't know like I know uh also when I watch Javari same thing like I just magically watch these dudes have really good games I'm like man I think they good when I watch Chet he didn't have that great a game so I feel some type of way, but that's extremely small sample size theater so I'll just say I like Paolo I'm happy he went number 1 cuz to me it, it feels like he I don't think he's going to stink I don't I think it's almost impossible for him to stink with his like Body type and how skilled he is already, and some of his flaws I think are like coachable flaws. Whereas I look at someone like Chet, it's like, man, he got the he got the, he kind of looked like the hunchback shoulder. So, but who knows? He could end up being the one dude that's built like that that breaks the mold, right? So, you know, I really like Orlando going with Palo. I like Jabari going to Houston because he fits. He he can shoot the blood. I don't same thing with him. He may not be a great player, but He's not going to stink. He's going to play in the league for a long time. Uh, Some of the comps I've seen, they was calling him like 6'10", Clay Thompson, but can be like a 3 and D big. Like that, it fits to me. I don't know. So I I like Jabari. I like Paolo. Um, Ironically enough, you mentioned EJ Liddell. That was the guy if the Mavs kept the pick who I would have wanted them to get. Him and... uh, uh, ironically enough, the guy who ended up going 26, uh Wendell Jones was it Wendell Moore or Wendell Jones?
1: Um, uh, Moore, Wendell Moore.
0: Window Moore, okay. Like those are the two dudes I would have wanted the Mavs to get, and it's super crazy that Wendell Moore ended up actually going to that at that pick. So um I paid attention to those dudes a little bit. I thought they would have been nice prospects. Um, but outside of that, I obviously love Detroit. I love what Detroit did. I'm not gonna get on this podcast in line until y'all watch Jalen Duran. I just know before the season started, he he was like top five and he looks like a grown-ass man and he's what 19 or 20 or some shit. So
1: yeah.
0: uh sign me up. I really love what Detroit got going on because A, they got talent at all the positions of weakness, and everybody's young. And they all fit, so their development isn't gonna stunt the other per- the other players' development. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, that makes sense. That's why I like what Detroit's doing, and that's yeah. why it's um it's different when you get your when you have your cornerstone because now you're not just rebuilding to rebuild; you're rebuilding around your skill set. And it's clear they had obviously Kate in mind when they were doing their picks. You got Ivy, who's a guy that you know they he he's listed as a point guard, but I think he's more of a two um especially coming in like I don't think you want him to be like your lead initiator so he should play like just so granted he has to get his shot um you know better to really truly be an off-ball threat but he's gonna play really well um off Cade Duran. you know Cade he you know you could see with his bigs like he he hasn't played with great bigs but you know he can make bigs look good um or he projects to be that kind of player anyway so Duran, he'll get his looks um that's why I'm that's why I think, granted, Charlotte um, would rather, I think Charlotte is more likely to match a max offer for Bridges more than the Suns um, would match a max offer for Aiton. So Aiton is, quote-unquote, like, easier for them to go after. But I think um, if you get at Bridges, Bridges is probably a better fit in what you're doing. Um, but I I don't know. The Pistons, they can go after one of those guys, but they don't have to. <laughs> they'll be no, no, fine. No, yeah. They really don't have to. Um they'll they, still be fine.
0: Yeah, they can I mean they can uh what's the face? They can just take Gordon Hayward's money and like basically bank rob Charlotte to dump it. They can go ahead and go after Bridges. It's 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 like they don't have to do shit. They can just have a cool young cheap team and and work it like that. Like they I'm just really happy with what they did. Um I think I, I don't know, I don't know if you in the group chat, but, like, I posted my text message from my brother and my dad last night. They were so excited. I'm, I'm really, really happy with where Detroit is at. You know, Detroit's my second favorite team. I love them. I just think they, they on the right path, and, you know, I kind of was tripping when I'm like, damn, that's the, that's what uh, Jeremy Grant, that was the, all he went for, but should they turn that pick into, uh, during
1: so. mm-hmm. Bro that Bucks pick's been passed around like a blunt and I don't understand it because like it's not that <laughs> valuable, but teams have gotten so much value out of it. Um, <laughs> you, Bucks
0: gotta, you gotta think about it. Um Middleton and Drew are older and Yeah, they are but it's totally, yeah. I think it's like what top four protected or unprotected. I'm not I don't remember exactly, but there's a path where three years from now, like Shit, it's Giannis with some bums and who knows or he demanded you never know yeah. yeah you never know but yeah it's uh it's interesting I like Detroit I like their draft um you want to get into uh our draft pick real quick before we yes. get into the topic because I'm going to, like I said, I don't watch the draft. I only know he was like the number two prospect coming into this class. I think it was Chet number one, and mm-hmm. then him number two, and then he went to the G League, and I guess he didn't get his buckets as efficiently as people would have liked, and then he fell to the damn second round. But y'all know what time it is over here. That young man is from Detroit, Michigan, so I'm going to rock him no matter what. And he a Maverick. So I'm all in. I don't care. Uh, I think it was good value. Uh, I know he was inefficient, but his, You correct me if I'm wrong, this is what I read. I guess his senior year of high school got canceled. So he went from playing children his junior year to playing grown men in the G League. Is that accurate? Yes,
1: that is completely accurate. Yes. So he averaged 30 never yeah, 39 and eight his junior year which was which is technically not his senior year but yeah that was his junior year pandemic happened then he went straight to the g league so this is pretty much a he went from being a high school junior straight to playing against grown men
0: okay so i'm on i i mean forget goofy me from michigan stuff biases aside like to me this just seems like a no-brainer i'm team fucked and picked, so fuck them picks in the future if you got a guy that you think has some high upside so i love it i love it i know his efficiency shots efficient stats, his efficiency metrics were bad but didn't he shoot like over 50 percent on catch and shoot or some shit like that
1: yes so he was um no 50 percent on open threes he was okay. over i think he was like over 45 or something like that on catch and shoot okay um
0: that just sounds great to me you what what do you think
1: so okay so i did a little more digging on him because the thing with me is i'm not well too well like deep invested into the draft and stuff like that but i know like the top prospects so i knew of him since he like you said he was ranked um number two coming out of high school behind chet so i knew of him and i um followed him a bit in the G League and then he was like pretty bad so you know his stock crashed like and the thing is I understand Kobe White too probably owes him some money (laughs) because like if you ask me right now what his um not ceiling but what his like a comparison I would probably say Kobe White and that you know not that probably doesn't inspire much confidence I get it because Kobe White is not that great But um it's just combo guards that are not like huge, you know. He has some size for a guard, he's 6'4, you know, so he's not like small, but he's not a big guard. Kobe White is probably I think Kobe White is 6'5, a little bigger, but um, or 6'4, they're probably the same height. But um, they're kind of combo guards where he's not a point guard. You can't really play him at point guard. And you could play him at shooting guard, um, has some playmaking chops. But um, I didn't see any. Granted, like I said, his stock, stock crashed after that G League stint. But I didn't think it would. He should have gone 37. I didn't think there were 37 prospects better than him. Um, so we got a steal, I believe, if you're looking at it like that. If you're looking at the value of it like that. Um, and two, I like I know his struggles. His struggles are well documented. So um, I'll start with that. His struggles first, so I can end on a positive note. With his strengths but his struggles are not a huge red flag to me personally because this his struggles are pretty much typical with what rookie guards deal with um especially if you're evaluating his g-league stint as okay well he's playing against pro competition you know it's similar to the nba so if he's bad there he's gonna be bad in the league no um not quite given that like we said he just jumped from his junior year straight into a professional um environment that's tough um but what nico said i agree with 100 he got better as the season the g league season went on and that's encouraging if he was like just bad for the entire year with no with barely like little to no flashes then yes there is huge concern there but he got better as, as time went on especially his efficiency but 19 points per game on bad efficiency, that isn't scaring me because rookie guys, especially those combo guards, they, um, they tend to struggle. But here, um, I hope they have, like, I, I think they will too, especially um, given that they've talked about player development so much, but I hope they have a developmental plan for him because he's not a guy where you can just drop him on the roster and kind of be like, a, hey, figure it out you know as the years gone, go on you can't do that because um, you're not gonna get the most out of him and you want to get the most out of him especially given that you picked him so low you know cheap contract all that so um i think he his strengths i i guess i should talk about his strengths but like we talked about his shot um he's probably one of the best shooters in the draft even though it didn't quite translate to the g league um his numbers say 26 percent from the um 3 but that's like a fake that's a fake number. Um when you look especially look at his free throws, I think he was like at 88% um, or 90% from the free throw line. And I know G League free throws are weird, but it's actually more impressive cuz you you um you get two shots to make one or something like that or one mm-hmm. shot to make. It's something weird. They have some weird with the free throws. So like um the fact that he's at that high is pretty impressive. So he projects to be a better shooter than that 26% if you look at his shot um like we talked about his catch and shoot he's at 50 percent on open shoot um open shots um over 40 percent on catch and shoots so he should be able to play off ball his one of his biggest issues is his shot selection is horrible as you can expect from rookie guards especially ones that were number one options on like their high school teams he could take any shot he wants um he got to the g league kind of with that mentality but obviously on the mavericks he as long as lucas here Granted, he can. We, we've had some shot truckers. I'm not saying you can't be a shot trucker and be on the Mavericks, because hello, Tim Hardaway Jr. <laughs> um, but he's not going to. Like, when you're playing next to a guy like Luca. you know, your shot selection it gets reined in. And um, I think that's just something, like I said, experience and just maturity within the game should clean up. Um, I think his, his handle is real nice. Um, he can get to a spot, his finishing is atrocious um that's probably the biggest red flag is his finishing um 38 on layups is just just unimaginable but that's something like i said you can clean up because he's pretty athletic um long wingspan all that so i think um i think this is a good high upside pick and there's a way to get him to a decent floor as well so even if he doesn't hit that max ceiling because that max ceiling is a all-star back over luca i believe is the max like ceiling he he's that type of guy all-star but if he doesn't get to that height i think you can still get him at a pretty good floor I, i would say six man type type stuff couple six man of the years if you can um get it there and i say six man because i don't know if his defense is ever gonna be um well I don't say ever gonna be because you know you can get coached up on defense but his defense to me would determine if he's like the guy in the backcourt next to Luca. um you know for the future so we'll see about that you know we could talk about the future he just got drafted yesterday so I'm not gonna drag it I'm not gonna pretend this is the best pick since I'm not gonna do all that but I think we should be excited that we got a lottery talent you know in the second round that's very rare that doesn't happen often so we're in good shape there and i'm glad nico all made that move because everyone was watching like we were nervous because i in the in the 30s i was like these are some good names especially i know people wanted um liddell but i wanted hardy when i saw that he because i thought he would have i didn't think he would get past the lakers for sure (laughs) i thought the lakers would have understood granted the lakers don't have time for projects but still i think they would have understood that hey you need talent you just need talent at this point um but Hey, we got him, and I I think um, especially with kid, you know, a point guard, a guard, you know, as the coach, I think he can get the most out of um, Hardy.
0: Okay, yeah, um, man, I I I really like that pick. I like that even if it even if it don't work out. I like that you basically risk to future second round picks which are essentially nothing to go get a talent that you, you deem good so I, I just appreciate that asset management play by Nico Um, so we're not doing the transition just jumping straight to it today Um, I guess including last night speaking of a team whose draft we uh, thought it's kind of weird new york knicks basically traded out of 11 for what was it three first round picks next year. uh
1: yeah well three but they technically have two because i think they traded one in that big three-team trade yeah. so i think they have two right they traded so, for three but have two yeah
0: so and then they use one of them to dump kimball walker and mm-hmm. sent him yep. to detroit that's how detroit got Jalen um, and the rumor is they got to, at believe $16 million in cap space and Mark Stein, local Maverick reporter, like fam, uh, Mark Stein ain't put up a brick to me. I almost feel like he's hearing this shit directly from Cuban, you know, cause uh, if he was connected to Donnie, Donnie gone, Donnie don't know what's going on no more. So who else could he be connected to? It's either Cuban or Mike Finley. But even when Mike Finley left as a player, he still knew what was going on with the Mavs. So I think it's Cuban directly, right? And basically Mark Stein, shit, Monday, Sunday, I heard Mark Stein say he doesn't, it's like a 90% chance Jalen Brunson is back, is going to return to the Mavs, like 90%. Like he was he was almost dismissive in the idea that Jalen Brunson would not be back, Uh Shit, four days ago, five days ago, I don't remember. Well, today and last night, he has implied something different. Uh, you know, I'll just paraphrase because we love Mark Stein. I pay him that five. I don't know. It might be five, six dollars, however much it is. I, pay I think him. it's six
1: dollars. Yeah, because okay. I pay that shit too. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Well, however much it is, that shit come out the account, and I will press because. That man done gave me a lot of quality content for free over the years, so I want him to get his money. You know, I like that he ain't taking the big money from ESPN no more. He just getting his shit off, independent. So salute Mark Stein. He one of the real ones. He and he showed show love to our boy Kurt. He uh, you know, he he helped the other local peons. So salute to salute to Mark Stein. But anyway, he uh, yeah, man, he say if it might not. Ain't no guarantees Jalen is staying, and you know you look at the trade ammunition. The reason why, you know, I I went from yeah Jalen ain't going anywhere to where I'm gonna say it. I think he's gone. Is he's basically saying it, it might not even be about money, and you know, we'll just I'll just say it. You know, I'm not a reporter. I don't got no real connections. I'm in a couple group chats with some blue check people that do have connections. And every once in a while, someone will DM me something they see me talk about on the timeline and be like, yeah, this is what I'm hearing. And I'm just going to say it. I'll put it out there. I have been told Jalen's gone. I've been told the Mavs, uh, they don't want to pay the 125. They don't view him as a $25 million a year player. Um, Initially, it was saying that this person was saying that the Knicks are willing to go up to the max, but they're not even going to have to because the Mavs don't want to go to $25 million a year. And he told me this, what, probably, was it last night? Maybe night before. And I was like, damn, that's wild. And then basically the reporting from Mark Stein matched up exactly to what this dude told me uh the Knicks are gonna get to one you know four for 100 and even if the Mavs go five years it might not add up I don't know I can't call it but I think Jalen's gone and I was kind of mad about it last night because I'm like dog he really about to be gone and I start getting mad because I'm like fam, if y'all know he gonna be gone, just work some shit out and don't let him leave for nothing. Like, they set the 11th pick on fire, essentially to dump money, to give him money. Like, let's just fuck the middleman, fuck Detroit, fuck all these other people you're doing. get that shit to us and let's just make this shit shake. Right? That's what i That's actually why I was upset, because I'm like, dog, other teams gonna get better for a player that we got. We just could have did that deal directly. Right? So but now that I had a day to think about it and really set about, um, especially, you know, since Mark Stein's Substack article came out, like I'm at peace with it, man. Y'all know I love Jalen Brunson. That's my guy. Jalen Brunson's probably my favorite player on the team. It's probably between him and Dorian. But Jalen Brunson not a max player, bro. And if that's the type of contract we got to give him to like it. Here's my thing. If if we can meet or exceed in years with the same dollar amount and he still want to leave, then, man, God bless him. Thank you for your time. We had a nice run. Jalen Brunson, I love you, my boy. Go get that bag. Go get them stats. I don't really know how you're going to do that with no spacing. But, hey, best of luck and well wishes. I just hope, Nico, because all the reporting around him was uh he wasn't going nowhere. So something has changed because these same reporters are saying, Yeah, this shit is looking bleak. And locally, you know, our guy Jeff Skinway, shit, man, he done started running propaganda for yeah, maybe the Mavs should get a signing trade for Jalen Brunson so we don't leave for nothing. You know, he worked for the Mavs. If he he's been saying pay Jalen this whole year, and all of a sudden he is just almost unprompted, or he say he's responding to Mark Stein's report, but you know Skin got connections, right? So if it went to Mark Stein saying yeah he might leave to Skin saying yeah we should work a signing trade, man you can read the fucking tea leaves and my little Twitter homie connection. Like, yeah, man, he out of there. They don't want to even want to pay the 25. It's it's okay to assume that he's gone. And if we are, and everybody, if everyone's wrong, that's fine. Maybe they change their mind. Maybe Cuban step in and check Nico and say, you got a pain. I don't want the uh, Steve Nash thing all over again, which is, there's a lot of parallels here. I don't think Jalen Brunson going to win MVP, but I ain't think Steve Nash would either, but that's neither here nor there. Um, I think we need to prepare for Jalen not being here. And I don't even know, like, I've I've thought about this a couple different ways. I like Jalen Brunson. I'm going to be sad if he leaves. But the thing that's gonna make me so upset is dog, them Luca allegations might be true. That's the thing that most upsets me about Jalen potentially going to New York and I know it's a unique situation. Like, his godfather is the fucking president of basketball ops for a basketball team. That, like, to me, this is, don't even sound like some shit that should be legal. Um, And if, if I was James Dolan, I'd be like, well, wait, 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 wait. Let me get this straight. You setting the number 11 pick on fire to dump money that you just signed these dudes to like 12 months ago to give your godson a very big contract whose agent is your son so you are literally taking money from me to do your job and by the signing of this player your son is going to make a very big commission like what the fuck are we talking about here and you also hired his dad as like an assistant coach like i know you love him i know that's your godson and your son is his agent but what type of nepotism shit are y'all running here? I, that's what, how I would feel if I was James Dolan, because that's kind of weird. Am I crazy for thinking that? Like, that sounds crazy even.
1: To- I mean, I think they have, the reason why this is even a thing is that they have his backing. They have his backing, because at the end of the day, um, New York is still okay with being a mid-team. Like You know what I mean? Like, we say, oh, they're doing all this to be mid. Well, Yeah because yeah. revenue their msg like even last year when they were a first round exit that was still way better than what they did this year because they were they got that playoff revenue those playoff checks that's what they want so yeah. I, if they can get back into the playoffs somehow even if they get waxed waxed in the first round they don't care so um yeah i could believe um that the owner kind of you know has the backing of that but um I mean I'll give my thoughts soon but it's still weird. It's still weird, definitely.
0: Yeah, it just that whole situation feels weird and to me as a mass fan it's like look dog, I can't I'm not gonna be mad at that. And y'all know hell, I think I got fucking Jalen Brunson agenda pusher in my bio. I fuck with Jalen. And I don't know, man, like dog Jalen all the stats, all the nerd stats, all the volume stats. The motherfucker dropped 41-31, and 31, had the Dallas Mavericks up 2-1 in the fucking playoffs without Luka Doncic. That happened. You can't argue with reality. So we can all sit here and say, well, he ain't this, he ain't that. I say it myself. But you know what? I, shit, we was wrong before. I didn't think we'd be here. Like, I'm a, I'm a Jalen Brunson agenda pusher, but I didn't think we'd be here. And some motherfucker still wasn't here even after he did what he did. So... At this point, I'm never going to knock somebody for wanting to see if they can go be the man. And it ain't like he 30. This ain't the last big contract he's going to sign. He 25. I think all these dudes going to get fired in a couple of years. His pops, Tim's going to get fired. Leon Rose going to get fired. They probably going to get fired before that contract is up. And you know what? He's still going to have his money. And he's still going to have his opportunity to be the biggest, to, to get his shit off as the man in New York. And you know what? I'm not bad. And all and no mass fans should be mad either. Be happy for when you hear. And I know I like Nico as well, but after January, look, bro, all the reporting says Jalen kept the team afloat. The only reason why that team was sniffing fucking 500 during that basically month Luka was out and was fat was because of Jalen Brunson. They would have been one of the worst teams in the NBA if it not for Jalen Brunson during that time. That was the time his pops went back to him and said, hey, you want to take this for, you know, we would take the uh, the Dorian bag if, if that's still on the table. And Nico said no. So, I'm sorry. I thought that was stupid then. That was personally when I realized when I bought into Jalen was during that time where he kept the team afloat. And that's on Nico, man. Now, maybe he got something in his back pocket. Maybe he got, you know, a plan to – to get out of this shit, I don't know. We got to cross that bridge when we get there. We record next week, so I guess we gonna, <laughs> we gonna know exactly where that goes. So I don't want to start fucking, uh, I don't want to have the funeral episode for the Jalen Brunson era in Dallas just quite yet. But I we here now, and I don't think he's coming back. And I'm going to be honest, I'm not that mad. It stinks. But I wanna, I like Jalen Brunson as a player, though. I want to see if he can do it. You know, I, from a basketball fit perspective, I can't think of a worse situation for him to go to from just pure basketball. There's no spacing, And I look at it and it's like, Oh, maybe they'll trade Julius Randall. No, they not. Julius Randall was in Dallas. He was in Dallas at them fucking playoff games with his godfather, with Jalen's godfather, Leon Rose and worldwide West. Like, he ain't going nowhere. Don't nobody want his ass anyway. So, like, dog, that's going to be their team. It's going to be RJ, uh, Julius, and Jalen. And I don't know who's spacing the floor. I don't know how they're going to get somebody to space the floor outside of, uh, uh, Jesus Christ, how am I forgetting the, the Frenchman that can't play um, defense? Uh, no, uh, they trying to give them away basically no one wants it they're trying to get oh you talking money. about fournier there we go here we go so it's like damn you going with a fournier Jalen brunson backcourt <laughs> and whatever i guess the rumor is they're gonna resign sign uh, robinson is like i i, I don't know how Jalen gonna be able to get his shit off on that lineup but hey fuck who knows you know um Again, his godfather runs the team, his pops on the coaching staff. Shit, they might, it's, they might be telling him it's his team now. I think it's going to be nasty. Um, I think that's putting Jalen in a horrible situation in the locker room because players are watching this shit. They're like, wait a minute. We gave away an 11th pick to give this dude a big bag. The, you know, dudes in the locker room, especially someone like a R.J. Barrett mm-hmm. wants a bag himself is going to be looking at him like, what type of shit is this? Who is he? You know what I'm saying? And I just think you setting oh. him up for failure by putting him in that situation. However, more power to him. Fuck it. If it goes left, you can trade him. <laughs> he's a, I, I think if he leaves Dallas for like four over 25, I think he's an asset. And they can trade him they can trade them up I should he still Jalen on a four year $25 million $100 $100 million is probably their second best asset to RJ Barrett what you think
1: probably but here's the thing I agree with everything you said about um, like him going into not maybe not a great situation like you know fit wise because like Randall is is pretty much six nine Westbrook at this point. Um, you're talking about Mitch Rob in the dunker spot. Um, R J is even though his shot has gotten better, he's not really a floor spacer. Um, so th- listen, Dallas facing is sweet. As much as like Brunson was carrying the team when you know Luka's on all that, we still had. We are one of the you know teams in terms of like spacing we are one of those teams like yeah you might say oh we got fake shooters this that and a third but our spacing is elite <laughs> one of the best in the league that's just a fact that's just a fact um and you saw that in the jazz series where we were able to um fucking stretch the jazz out pretty much because our spacing was elite new york does not have that shit bro <laughs> they, they don't and new york's best players if you know now we're operating under the assumption that Brunson's going there but New York's best players are they like to be in the same spots <laughs> you know no, what I mean and it's three, like, three
0: left-handed dudes who like to operate on the left hand who like to operate on the right side of the floor and go left like it's kind of crazy when you think about it.
1: yeah so you're gonna have you know randall who wants low post touches like i said mitch rob is not moving from that dunker spot <laughs> you know so um, he's man, sitting man. in a dunker spot and you have um you have um rj barrett like i said who likes to he's trying to get downhill like he's trying you know he's even operating in the mid range a little bit um it's just it's an awkward fit it's awkward but like like you know Brunson's getting superstar treatment they're like rolling out the red carpet for him and you know you're gonna feel special when people are doing that it's strong like in um Stein's article what the line that really got me is the you know strong family ties and you know at first he thought okay yes there's a lot of ties but is he really going to leave well yeah family's strong like you said his um (laughs) godfather is his agent the fucking gm his son is you know, that's his son like it's just it's too many um ties relationships and relationships run this league at the end of the day so um if we could talk about you know brunson wanting to you know leave a better like situation in terms of winning all that, that we gotta realize as a um you know fan base at the end of the day those things aren't you know priority for some of these guys and um, it's not me saying Jen is a loser. Like, obviously, he still wants to win. But it's not guaranteed the Mavericks win the championship yeah, no. Nah. So it's not like he's and leaving it, that yeah. championship. And, and, right and, and y'all,
0: y'all fucking see it now. He only scored 10 points in game six. Y'all, that's the, he, he. If he signs here for $25 million, it's no guarantee they win a chance. Man, there ain't no guarantee they get out the first round if we keep it at all. And all, every the, the fucking fan base is just going to blame him for it because he's the second-highest paid player so you know what fuck it let me go get my stats with my dad and my godfather
1: yeah and it's crazy because um you know obviously it's it's like new york like media and all that is harsh so i mean good luck to him with you know with that if he's messing up because you saw what they you know you saw how they embraced julius randall and then um jumped him, in dumped him. Uh, yeah threw him in the trash so you know i hope it's you know he he obviously he has a strong head so he will be able to handle all that but um I mean at the end of the day how I okay I am at a I have I have a lot of feelings about this because one I've begun to pivot like like you said um the the great thing about you know Dwight having these connects means I have these connects so you know we've been you know kind of dreading this for a couple days now um but with the other piece that we you know probably can't talk about the, that other piece is what's scaring me, the Mavs is um backup. Because like you said, they're probably oh, operating Yeah. <laughs> they're probably under uh, you know, operating under the, you know, impression that okay, maybe Brunson's gone. Like you said, skin is talking about sign trades, all this. Sign trades, let's just I'm I'm gonna say it right here. I and mean, I saw you saying this bullshit earlier, on um, block. A lot of that shit is illegal. <laughs> A lot of that is shit that everyone's suggesting is illegal. No, um we couldn't have worked out nothing with no 11 pick. That's tampering. That's big trouble. That's what got the Bucks fucked up with Bogdan. You could say, "Oh, well the Bucks want to ring, but D- different situations, <laughs> completely different situations." Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, but we can get in huge trouble for all that. So no that couldn't happen. Um and with the sign in trade, um go if you go to Mavs Moneyball you know y'all should be reading that side anyway Scott CBA Mavs wrote his piece about um why pretty much a sign and trade is damn near impossible um and we're in that situation it's damn near impossible we're in a bad spot there's no um there's no matter how you shake it it's it's a bad spot and um you can talk about the Mavs using hindsight saying oh well why didn't you trade him at the deadline this this that and the third no nah, you couldn't deadline, you couldn't do that yeah at the end of the day um hindsight is 2020 brunson's value was probably was not high at the deadline that's a that's a one million dollar contract unrestricted free agent like i think all paths probably led to him going to new york anyway like i i just think um he was going there anyway you know what i mean and and my issue i do have an issue with the mavs not willing to go to 25 mil and i know you have to have your you know walk away price set but still i i just think 20 I, if it was 27 mil like if they're if they were cool with 25 but didn't want to go up to like 27 you know closer to 30 that i completely get yeah. but 25 to lose him for nothing over 25 million i i'm mm, i'm not a fan of that Yeah, i'm not a fan of and, that and, at and all
0: and even i know you saying that shit is tampering. i i hear you but so what like what did tampering cause? Was some money in a fucking the fifty fourth and the the fifty fifth pick for uh, Milwaukee? Well, no, it wasn't Milwaukee. It was Toronto and Miami. I, I know, but here's the
1: problem. Here's the problem, though. um You can't. It wouldn't have worked out anyway. Like even with the eleven pick, it, there's no way it would have worked out because um if they trade the pick to us. um on draft night, what what are they getting back if it's not Brunson? Because mind you, you can't trade Brunson on draft night. And after draft night goes, and you sign them, you can't tr- recently sign rookies. You can't oh, trade. No, nah, nah,
0: you recently go ahead. You, I mean, that. you could. You go ahead and you take uh, you take the eleventh pick in Kyrie, not Kyrie Irving, uh,
1: <laughs> Anyway, so moving on, um because <laughs> what? No, no, no it's no, no.
0: legal. Sj.
1: But it's, it's,
0: listen, the point point
1: is, the point is that we're in a bad spot. We know this, but the Mavs did some hedging. They did hedging at the deadline getting Dinwiddie. They did hedging, you know, this past draft getting Hardy. And mind you, Jaden Harden, yeah, but Jaden Hardy and Dinwiddie cannot be a replacement. That can't happen. Um, I'm sure the Mavs have their backup plans, but just know that there are darker timelines here which is probably why i'm let's let's so let's, let's, too let's talk headed. about
0: it let's talk about it that i don't like. that person didn't say don't talk about it. you or you want to do that next week let's wait no, we, we could
1: we could no we could open it now it's just that i didn't want to do it you know i don't want to you know but
0: no nah, let's let's wait till next week for that because jayla might i mean the fucking story changed dramatically in four days, from he ain't going nowhere. I dog Mark Stein said like 95 or 90%. It was something 90%. He wasn't going nowhere. It was a formality. Uh, Jake Fisher was saying fucking, he telling people run the league, yeah, he, he going back, right? And now it doesn't change. So it could change again. We got another, we got what, six days? So let's, let's, let's not have a funeral just yet. I think he bouncing, but at the end of the day, this could be also be the other way, like this is his godson, his uh, godfather, fucking using the Knicks as leverage. And they got some other fucking master plan here, you know what I'm saying? Just to yeah. drive the price up to guarantee he gets the 25. And because in Stein's article, they the math the plan was four for 85, that's what they thought it was going to be when the season ended. It was probably. What it was going to be, because like you look at it, Detroit's Detroit, they gone, they gone from the Jalen Brunson business. You look at the reporting around San Antonio, they out of the Jalen Brunson business. So I've been saying all week, like bro, after the draft, it's only going to be the Mavs uh, compete basically bidding against themselves, and New York set the number eleven pick on fire to get the Jalen Brunson business, and I, I just didn't see that coming. So. But who knows? They might be trying to get Kyrie. D. They might be trying to get Donovan Mitchell. That's the
1: thing. I think they because the reporting out of Kyrie, and that's the funny thing. Um, this I can now talk about. Um, so the Kyrie thing that had that's really genuinely truly been a thing for a while. Like reporting just coming out and all that, but that's been a thing for like a month. i have been I was, and the thing with the Kyrie piece is that it's it's very interconnected so what i was told about a month ago um sometime in may it was very it was soon after um we eliminated phoenix i was told that kd or that okay what i was told was that a star wanted to come to phoenix to play and um it was kd basically he had wanted to go go play with monty play for monty play with booker all that and part of the reason why it wasn't just KD woke up just wanting to play in Phoenix. Um the big reason as to why he was seeing he was looking at Phoenix was because Kyrie and the Nets were having, you know, issues. At the time, um K D didn't speak to Brooklyn yet since they had been eliminated and um Kyrie and the Nets were having issues with um the reporting is obviously accurate with um Kyrie not want or wanting his long-term deal in the Nets saying no. So that's basically where the issue is. So I was nervous um, because obviously if KD goes to Phoenix, well, fuck. You know, that just throws a whole wrench into the West. But um, I was under the impression at the time that, okay, well, the Nets are going to fold. Like, that's easy. Like, you're not going to just lose your two stars for nothing. So they're going to give Kyrie his contract. So I wasn't worried about it. Until Woj or was it Woj? I, I think, yeah, until Woj or Shams said something. And I was like, oh shit. <laughs> like, one, this shit is real. And two, oh fuck. Like, th- like I said, this is going to throw a wrench in the um, West. And um, again, even with that um, Woj and Shams and all that. I still thought the Nets were going to fold because, like, why would you force – you're pretty much forcing yourself into a rebuild when you don't have to. (laughs) That's pretty much what they're doing. Um, But the report, the recent report that I saw, at least, was that Kyrie's not going back to the Nets. Like, that's not – we don't know about KD, but Kyrie is just – is not going back. He's not going back. And he's trying to figure out his um, situation. And the thing with Kyrie is, um, he's a weird dude. Like, I could see him – Like if he can't figure this shit out like granted he's going to I don't see free agency passing and him not having a job type shit But I can also see that happening like him sitting into the season until he finds a situation that is like perfect for him And people are talking about you know him going to LA and all that and the thing what I'm getting confused now is if your beef is the fact that you want a long-term contract, why are you going to LA for a one-year deal and granted i know it's it's pro- it'll probably be out of spite and um he would you know he just feels disrespected by the nets um but still like if your whole thing is security and respect you're going for you're going to ride lebron's coattails for one year six million dollars where's the respect in that <laughs> like what, you know what i mean but whatever i mean he released a list of teams that um he wants to go to the mavericks were on a list i was very happy about that even though um I'm not like a huge, not his talent, but I'm not like a huge Kyrie fan. And there are people talking about, oh, you want to want Kyrie on the mask, blah, blah. He's, he has issues. <laughs> like, like, not, not saying him personally, but come on. Every single team he's been Have you not seen what has happened to every single team he's been on? And you just, yeah, you want to on the map because talent is talent. I mean, fine, you're in to your opinion, but you can completely understand why people do not want to touch this man. And it's not just fans.
0: He's played 50 less games in the last three years than Chris Stout's Porzingis. Come even on, like, what are you if doing? You, even if you give him the games that he missed because of the vaccine, he's played the same amount of games as Chris Stout's Porzingis in the last three years. How can you... It's weird because the same people that hated Tall Man won Kyrie, and I'm like, what the fuck? What are we talking
1: about? Yeah, and it's not even, like... And it's not just fans, like... If if the reporting is correct, um, because obviously we have to take these reportings with a grain. We can't just take these reportings for like the truth. So you always have to take them with a grain of salt. But if they're correct, the Mavs don't have no interest. The Clippers don't have no interest. The Sixers don't have no interest. The Heat they have a little bit of interest. The Lakers are the only ones like bending over for this because obviously they're in like the worst spot out of all of us. But like even teams are not trying to touch it. like i'm i'm like if you're listening to reportings, none of the teams are tr- no team is trying to touch him like in terms of clearing max space i could see the knicks like if Brunson truly does resign i could see the knicks um saying well hey Kyrie, do you want this money and then uh, i could see a sign and trade maybe working out there or whatever the case is but in terms of um the nets i'm just shocked that they let it come to this you know point given that you folded before with the guy what's what's one more folding and i get this is more serious but at the beginning of the season you were saying yeah we're not having any um any t- we're not splitting our team if you're not vaccinated, you can't play all that and as soon as injuries injury started you know coming all this shit, this shit started happening they fucking folded and said you know what Kyrie actually come play <laughs> and now it's like um now it's um yeah we're one team culture is bigger than one guy, and you know, you have your owner liking tweets on Twitter and shit like that. Now you push them out the door, and now you have fucking Kevin Durant who granted, um, I don't think Kevin's going anywhere this summer, even with the Phoenix thing. I don't think one Brooklyn is granted, Kevin is a different type of superstar, and whenever or if he has to get traded, like he will for sure pick where he wants to go, you know, similar to James Hart and all that. Yeah. But they're not in a rush to just trade him off this off season. Like I, Kevin will be playing games in Brooklyn next season. I fully believe that. But beyond that, if Kyrie's gone, I think Kevin is planning his exit. Like he's he's, yeah. he's planning his exit because why is he staying in Brooklyn to to be on a mid? He's thirty fucking three. What is he? Thirty three, thirty four. Like turns, why is
0: he? he him in my uh, he's uh is he a Virgo? His birthday's in September. He turns thirty four in September
1: yeah but it's like stuff like that like why is um like why is he even um uh, like why is he staying on a mid-team like that <clears throat> it's, it's not gonna happen so at the end of the day i just think um the brooklyn situation is something that everyone should monitor and i think that's part of the reason why um we also didn't see as many. Like I think the John Collins, I I really truly believe they didn't trade him yet because they're trying to see what's what's going on with um the that situation. Not for um, and even said um something similar, but he said it's not for Kyrie. They're not they're not worried about Kyrie. They're um actually um trying to see what is going to happen with um KD um to see if they can maybe get in there. So John Collins, there that's probably why he didn't go on draft night, but. I think the league is um, definitely monitoring that situation. Like I said, I don't think KD goes anywhere this summer, but based on the reportings, Kyrie is looking like. Granted, they have a and things can change. They have a week to um, you know, before he makes his decision on his opt out, all, all that. They have about a week to really get shit right. But that shit is annoying to me. That whole situation, because it's like you're getting we're, we were in this period, this weird period where obviously. You know obviously the warriors like dynasty are back or whatever but it was it's a period where we were relearning the league you know i mean for I, years it was I, just I, like I, warriors take, calves
0: i, I take i don't think they're that good but i know the they're, champion, they're the champions but i don't feel like it don't feel the same as it did in the oh
1: yeah, yeah no it's not the same but that's that's the point like we're we're, we're in this period of relearning the league and seeing yeah. who are the big dogs because what we've had not we haven't had repeat champions since the 2018 2017 season you know what i mean like it's been different champions each year 2020 straight from 2019 straight up so we're re and it's probably we're probably gonna get a new champion this year i don't think the words are people like i said we don't know but you know what i mean we're relearning the league and this news with kevin and um Kyrie that could shake shit up because now you can maybe form like another annoying team that's like hard to be and all that shit. So, all that shit's annoying, but we'll see what happens. Um, I don't think we get in the mix for any of those dudes um, unless they directly say Mavericks, and I don't think that's happening. I think, um, like I said, Katie, his priority um, is probably going to be his sons. And, um,. Kyrie is just a wild card you cannot predict what Kyrie's gonna do so we'll have to see and monitor that situation but it's i i just think we're in a um intriguing spot in the league in terms of um what can happen this summer because you have that big thing that's looming over everyone but you also can't wait on that so you actually need to make your moves so like atlanta um they probably shouldn't be monitoring too heavily because they need to go quickly to um cuz you know by all accounts John Collins he's not going to be a hawk like he's done in Atlanta and you could have kind of saw that coming with his comments like every fucking season it seemed like he was giving a midseason interview to the fucking athletic talking about um he's not happy with his role all this shit
0: his tweets pops like the that tweet the John Collins creators own shot challenge like when yeah. i saw that shit i knew it was done Exactly,
1: exactly so you have things like that happening where it's like okay yeah no um that's they just have to move on so we'll have to see um like where he's going to go and um, i'm intrigued with that because I thought it was going to be sacramento but I think sacramento is out of that race, given that they just picked keegan murray um so I have no idea where he goes um. At all. Like I can't even guess. Yeah, now he, I'm talking about God. Like his values. I don't know what his value is because you can't like I don't think you can say he's going for like a Jeremy Grant, um, Christian Wood package obviously because he has so many years on his contract and like even yeah, if you think yeah. they're all the same Mola player, he still has more years on his contract. Um
0: so yeah, you have he, to get yeah. more. I think he's still he got four years and like a buck, like a hundred yeah, hundred million. It's good to talk about hundred million like it's nothing, but yeah.
1: Exactly, but still that's the, the point is um, that um, we just have to see what's gonna happen with the rest of the league. Like the draft just happened, we have all these rumors. Um, I mean at the end of the day, I guess and we never formally wrapped up the Brunson conversation, but at the end of the day, um, we're in a bad spot. Cannot deny that. Can't know if, ands or buts about that but it's not as like doomsday as maybe um we were projecting it to be um just because you just have to have one hope at some point and two i mean look at it this way if brunson goes and they don't execute plan b which i'm hoping they don't
0: <laughs> we don't know if that's plan b Just oh, we don't know if
1: that that's plan B. All
0: right plan b a little birdie told us, man, D'Angelo Russell might be the plan B of Brunson leaves, And I don't have a list of players that I hate. Like, SJ, what, what you got, like, eight people or something? No,
1: nah, don't play. I got, like, maybe it's just five of them. I think it's, like, five of them.
0: Five of, okay, you got five people. I got three. And D'Angelo Russell is number one for me. Like, honestly, when Jalen Brunson busted his ass when Luka was out, to snap the losing streak like I think he gave him 30 and I'm just watching that shit and I'm like dog dude make a max fucking contract and Jalen just busted his ass straight up head to head that was uh, I think that was the game that Chris like put Kat in prison because it was Jalen and the the 10 day dudes anyway mm-hmm. um, I just don't like his game I hate his game and the way he folded in the playoffs I just don't I don't think he's a playoff player so I know he's expiring, but I would be miserable if they have to go to that. I I almost would rather just like run Spencer into the ground. But anyway.
1: Yeah, so I don't want that. And granted, it wouldn't that wouldn't be the end of the word I either. Like if I had to if I had to do a pivot on that, I could, but I don't I'm no, not there yet. I'm I am not there I'm yet. Not,
0: I'm just gonna tell y'all, I'm gonna be in fucking shambles. If we go from Jalen Brunson to D'Angelo Russell, I don't give a fuck if it's one year. I don't give a fuck about the season he had when he made the All-Star game. Look, man, the reason I love Spencer Dinwiddie is because I watched that year and I thought that Spencer Dinwiddie was better than him. And that was the bet. He was better then than he is now. So
1: yeah so hopefully that doesn't happen um but regardless if that doesn't happen now you you have to move on like there's no you can't lick your wounds all that granted thankfully you have a whole training camp all that to um you know to to figure shit out and it's clear that you're gonna have to make up his production by committee and that that is going to be hard to do but you had a christian wood who can give you some points um you have if, if they're keeping Tim, you have Tim who's gonna come back and give you some points. The
0: There's no guarantee. There's no guarantee with that. He's,
1: he's gonna give you some points. Not probably not like his usual like 14, 15 up there. Probably not that, but you're you could probably circling pe- or penciling him in for like nine to 10 at the very least. Um, but so you're gonna ha- maybe have points there you're maybe hoping Jaden hardy can do something maybe if you get Drogage, um that's probably yeah if if brunson walks definitely Drogage needs to have a spot on a team so he can maybe do something but it's going to be rough that's the whole point but um luca everything goes back to luca and he's the key like if i think it's, it's gonna be rough for the playoffs the playoffs i you know they're gonna have to figure it out but This is where you use the regular season and I think Luka can, you know, carry a team for regular season. Granted you can't um you know control for injuries and stuff. And if he's injured we're cooked. Like that's you know, that's just that. But um I think, you know, if you're talking about an in-shape Luka or anything that I think, you know, like I, I put on a timeline like this could be a narrative for Luka's MP- MVP season. You know what I mean? If he has us in the mix, like real, you know, still four or five seed with Brunson gone and he's dominating, that's still, that's the MVP type season. Um, but this is obviously thinking about the optimistic side of things. Um, obviously, if you're thinking about the Doomsday side, you're saying, yeah, we're a playing team, we're going to miss the playoffs i think it might may fall somewhere in the middle and um the middle is a scary word you know in this league you never want to just be in the middle but um it's just where we are and i think the reason why i'm probably not as doomsday about this as you know maybe other things or maybe if it was a different situation is because at the end of the day i still think the mavericks have already done the hard part and it's get the guy That is the hard part because I and I feel stronger with that conviction looking at like a Phoenix team where they built a good team, but you saw them, you know, obviously they went to the finals, but you you could factor in luck there. Everyone needs luck, but they had a lot of luck that year. And when they got to the finals, a team with the guy, you know, pretty much dominated them. If you looked at it. Yeah, they went up 2-0, but then they got dominated <laughs> for a straight game.
0: They got backdoor
1: swept, man. Yeah, you got, yeah, you got backwards swept. And, and, uh,
0: and I don't mean to cut you off, yeah. but, like, Seth Curry did that to Jason Tatum, too. Like, when it came down to the get-down, like, three straight. You go, exactly. go, go, go home.
1: Exactly. You need that guy. And obviously, Tatum can develop into that guy. But, like, you know, like Devin Booker, like, He's not that guy. Despite what Phoenix fans, or uh, Phoenix Suns fans want to tell me all that, Booker's not that guy yet. And you saw that, you know, the fact that a team with the guy was able to be his team even though his team was a better team. So I think, like I said, the Mavericks do have the hard part down in terms of having that guy. But right now we're just having, you know, a little bit of a hard time in terms of building around that guy. But I just think, and I get it because he's so good now, But you can't look at this in a short-sighted way you always have to look at the future in these situations because the assumption is luca is here until 2027 (laughs) you know what i mean that is the assumption and yes this shit sucks in 2022 but hey in 2024 we could be cooking with grease and i know that sounds like crazy obviously you can't one cannot predict the future of the league because um things change so quickly we see this with brooklyn things just change so quickly but um
0: yeah but them dudes
1: old yeah they're old and to um you could also look at that at, as a good way just because we have that guy in Luca I'm not as afraid of the unknown as if we didn't have a guy like him so with that being said um I'm just going to trust in I mean Nico hasn't really done anything too crazy to me to, for me to say, hey, this is fucking weird. Only the 25, that 25 mil shit. I think maybe closer to free agency when they're really feeling shit. <laughs> like, I think they just say, fuck it. Here's 5 125. Come on down. And if he still wants to go after that, then you really can't do anything about that. But I, I just think, um. Please just offer the fucking 25 million and stop fucking around. <laughs> because come on come on even if you don't think he's that player so what oh well tough shit (laughs) like tough shit resign him like you're in a tough spot he's not that guy oh fucking well oh well oh well
0: and and i think my thing is this there's a part of me that like i kind of want him to go because uh this is such a nasty leverage play. if he ain't really gonna go yeah but yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's like, nah, y'all played us. Y'all really got us. It's like, you really didn't want to go? But then again, I'm hearing they don't even want to offer the 25. And like that five for 125, man, I could, you know, I bump it up extra. I go to 27, push on the shove. Because I, I think, look, man, Jalen, the places where he's a at with volume like against playoff defenses like the data's the data that nigga got buckets on his own he's the only player on the roster who can get a bucket and it ain't dependent upon luka like he's the only player that and he's the only player that when luka didn't play got better that's important on a team with a superstar that you have to build around like you have to build around luka so you need that dude that can somewhat mimic hold the four down when luka don't play when luka get hurt when luka's off the court and I think he's really good at that. And I don't, once again, should he might be part of that too. I don't think no fucking star in his prime is coming to sign up to do that shit. And I'm going to go ahead and say it, there's cultural reasons why I don't think the demographic that is dominant in the NBA is coming to be Luka Dodge's sidekick on purpose. That's just not something I see one of us doing. I'm sorry. The game is the game. It is what it is. I just don't believe somebody gonna do that in the now. Low key, an older guy that done got his shit off and you know took it as far as he can go. A Brad Bill, you know, I, I think he might be down for that shit because he like man. I done won my scoring titles. I done got my shit off. I'm about thirty. I want me a ring. I go play with. I go play with Luca. I like Luca. I like Nico. I like Jason Kidd. I think you can pull that, but I don't think you're gonna get nobody. And they, I, I don't think you're going to get Zach Levine unless he signs for the bag in, in Chicago and then he doesn't try to get his shit off for another year and they just stink. And he's like, all right, I guess I'll accept going to Dallas just because that's the best opportunity for me. But um, I don't know, man. Uh, We're going to see. I'm not going to, I think he's leaving, but I'm not willing to have a funeral for Jalen Brunson leaving yet um
1: oh yeah not definitely not
0: yet also look man um shit they got this if if they can if they find out Jalen want to leave and they just get one first round pick in a signing trade for him they will officially have the Drew Holiday package in the tuck and they could go ahead and get that shit off right away I'd be cool with it depending on who the player is so we'll see man um you got anything else you want to you want to get off? I want am going to join Brollo and Jazz and Jose's space for
1: the- Yeah, no. Um no, that's about it. I mean, next week y'all will get the um y'all will get the pod a little earlier because we will do a live um free agency reaction just like last year. Um when they do that little show when deals can be agreed upon, that's June 30th next Thursday, so y'all will get that um but yeah um, that's about um it in terms of what we had to talk about today it's been a, it's gonna be a whirlwind of a week um ladies and gentlemen strapping lock in and let's um let's see what happens
0: let's get it guys once again thank y'all as always um i'm dwight at 517-2214. joined again as i am every week by the young prodigy the brains of the operation Young SJ at SJ Basketball 8. Thank y'all for listening. We holler at y'all next week. Peace.